All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Last Call podcast. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, back in action, uh, in place of Jeff Lambert this this week, is a good friend, Dave Eddy. What's up, man? How's it going, Joe? Been a, been a minute, I guess. This is, what, my second time maybe this year coming back? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff has a life. He can, he can do other things sometimes. <laughs> well, good for him. He, he can abandon me, leave me with... With your mug, that's fine. Yeah, that's I rough. Suppose. That's rough. <laughs> All right, man. So it's another interesting Sunday. Lots of crazy upsets. It feels like every time somebody, be, you know, it looks like they're the team that we're all being like, all right, they're they're the they're the guys. They're the ones that are gonna like run away with this. Then they lose to like the Jags or Houston. Like, what in the hell is happening? Nobody actually wants to win this year. I'm determined that that is what's going on i just have no idea and uh we're gonna start off right off the bat here with with a game that it's looking kind of like that this team is uh going in the wrong direction so uh go ahead man get this get this started well i don't know i almost feel like we should give a little more credit to uh to the colts here man uh you know colts won 41 15 i don't think anyone saw that score coming i do know that there was some some definite talk about you know, um, you know, the betting line taking taking the Colts this week. So um, I don't think anyone expected, you know, a, a blowout. But, you know, on the Colts side of things, um, you know, Wentz, Wentz didn't do a whole lot. Um, I guess he didn't really have to. Nope. He had, you know, 106 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Um, and the reason he, you know, only did so much is because Jonathan Taylor decided that he was playing Madden today. And so <laughs> yeah. he goes, he goes for 185. <laughs> Uh, four touchdowns on the ground, and if that wasn't good enough for you, uh, he also uh, caught three balls for 19 yards and, and took another one in. So five touchdowns total, just over 200 yards. Uh, what what I see today, this is his eighth straight game with 100 yards and a touchdown, um, which I believe tied LaDainian and Tomlinson's record for consecutive games in a season. So nobody is hotter than than JT right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. This guy's a monster. <laughs> yep, and then, you know, Bills, obviously, you know, just you can tell by the score, um, they didn't do a whole lot, so pretty disappointing there. Uh, Josh Allen basically threw for 200, uh, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Knox, a decent game, especially for a tight end, six for 80. And while Diggs only caught four balls for 23, he did get in the end zone twice. So he did He did kind of save his day there. Yes, but he did. Um, I don't know, man. I guess – I guess what's your level of concern, you know, with this, you know, Bills offense, you know, I mean, they just, you know, got done destroying the Jets and then we come back and, you know, do this after they kind of did it against the Jags as well. Yeah, man, it wasn't a pretty game. I'll be honest. Uh, Allen was very erratic, was missing open receivers. Uh, you know, the the two picks he threw were, were not good throws and he almost had a third that, you know, thankfully the Colts just didn't catch. Uh and you know he looked bad against the Jags too. He just yeah. he he is not what we saw last year. Um, you know he's putting up some he's got some games in him like that, but it's we're not getting you know second overall quarterback drafted Josh Allen you know numbers from him this this season, and um, you know I I think I think they've got to find a running game, man. Like I, I, I do think that that's actually hurting them at this point. They just have zero running game, and well, they've had yeah. offensive line issues, and they they had it again today. Um, you know, which is 
you know, when that yeah, injury that, that, came down, that's gonna matter. That was def- that was one of the last kind of nails in the coffin for for getting people betting on the Colts was you know the you know the offensive line issues they have. So I mean that takes away from everything. I mean offensive line. I know we're you know we're talking you know fantasy here, but I mean the reality is offensive line directly relates to to all oh, of, of course. that. Of course, yeah. So no, no, that that's um, a that's a good call. I you know wasn't really thinking of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, obviously that that plays a huge part in things, and um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's just, uh, I still think they've got to get some sort of semblance of a running game going to really kind of ease the load of of Allen and all the pressure that's put on him right now. Um, otherwise, I think they're going to continue. They're going to have more struggles like this going forward. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Uh, so next game up was an ugly one to watch, and you know, to be quite honest, there, there's not much to take away from here due to due to injuries and just guys missing the game. Uh, Ravens won uh, 16-13 over the Bears. I mean, Hundley was admirable, but I mean, you know, I, I'm highly doubting anyone had him rostered, you know, before the game, um, you know, or at least before the, the Lamar news. Um, I mean, Andrews still was fine, eight catches for 73 yards. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields, he got uh, out early, uh, getting hurt. So Dalton came in, you know, put up 202. Again, nobody was starting Dalton, so who cares? Uh, Montgomery was a little bit disappointing. I know that with Lamar going out um, in the DFS world, that really bumped up um, Montgomery's value, kind of thinking that Bears might control the game, get him a lot of carries, you know. Um, Baltimore's run defense is, you know, has been whatever. Um, but it was it was Mooney that ended up having the game. He had you know five catches for 121 um, and a 60 yard touchdown. But all in all, with you know the quarterbacks missing the game, I'm not so sure that there's much to actually take away from it. No, not really. This, this one's this one's hard to analyze. It's just chalk it up to whatever because you know these aren't going to be the quarterbacks we're looking for. Although we are going to have to wait for the Justin Fields news with the ribs. We don't know if they're broken or anything like that, so we could get more Dalton going forward. Which I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad at this point. Uh, I will say something funny about the Huntley news. Uh, this morning, I'm in a dynasty league. This morning, somebody picked up Tyler Huntley and yeah. had to start him because I guess his quarterbacks were Kyler. He had, mm-hmm. and then he decided to start him over Jimmy Garoppolo and Trevor Simeon, which was actually a huge mistake. Uh, but just so happened, it was the guy that I'm playing. And my team, I'm almost like, did he just do this to troll me? Because my team is total garbage. Uh, it's in rebuild mode. So, like, I have nothing. And I've actually traded away, like, two of my best players to get picks because they're older and I need to rebuild from the ground up. And uh, so I was like, did he just do that to start, like, the one of the worst possible quarterbacks just to troll me because he knew his team was good enough to beat me without one? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's actually what he did. But kind of funny nonetheless so yeah kind of right. a kind of a dumb move not to start jimmy g but whatever i i would have offered i guess the jags like really yeah that, that was a no i mean jimmy g was talked about in dfs for god's sakes although um, simeon was the play he had 30 you know, points for him well on his bench, but, but, but either way knew, but it was all garbage time so yeah 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 but, but either way man uh so on to the the game for maybe the battle for worst franchise in nfl history um <laughs> Lions, thank God, lost 13 to 10 to the Browns. Absolute futility, um, basically, on both sides of the ball. I mean, if you look at the, the box score, Swift looked like he had a pretty decent day. Uh, he had 14 carries, 
136 yards and a touchdown, 57 of that yards um, came on, you know, the touchdown run, which was actually a very nice run. But, um, you know, it was nice to see Chubb um, actually get some some yep. run. He had 22 carries for 130, even with, you know, Hunt out and going up against the Lions and presumably, a, you know, a really good game script. I, I would have still put money on, you know, 15, 16 carries. And, you know, so it was nice to see him kind of get the load there. But all in all, you know, outside of that swift run, this game was pretty disgusting. And, you know, if you do own anyone outside of Swift that was in this game, I don't think that you are, are walking away from it, you know, very happy or impressed. I mean, yeah, it's basically Swift and Chubb were the only guys we were really interested in. I mean, Landry saved his day with that random 16-yard touchdown run, which I, I yeah. think was sort of like a busted play. Like, it was. It almost it looked was like he tried pass. to throw the ball, and then like he was yeah. like, uh, the whole middle of the field opened up. Bye. Just yep, ran yep, right yep. through everybody. Yep. And so, yeah, it's just bad. I mean, Jeff and I have talked about this in, in, for the past few weeks, and this Browns team is clearly going to be a run-first team. Uh, Mayfield's banged up, and it, it shows, man. And so like they're not trying to put a whole lot on his shoulders right now. And he's not going to, I mean, 30 attempts feels like the most he's had in a few weeks. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers right now, but I feel like he's going to hover around that like low 20s range most weeks. I mean, yeah, it's, we, we're, we've been looking at, you know, 21, 21, 31, 28 the last few weeks. So he's not, he's not attempting the ball a lot. And they're not, I mean, if they get into a game where they're going to have to be in a shootout, I, they're going to be in trouble. I don't maybe think they'll he, just I maybe they'll just throw it. Landry back there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to the 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 big upset then. Maybe the upset of the year. Uh, Texans. And I don't even know if the game was. I don't know which one. I mean, which one's worse? Jacksonville beating the Bills. Although at this point, maybe not. Yeah, well, or, or the, I don't know. I mean, the, it, the the difference on this game, I think, was through three quarters. The Texans were whooping the Titans' ass and. The, the, the Titans made a game of it for sure. I mean, when you look at the score, you know, 22-13, it doesn't seem that bad, but I don't think that it was that close. Um, with that being said, there wasn't a whole lot fantasy-wise that, that came out of this, you know, on, on the positive side of things. I mean, on the Texan side, I mean, it, it's nice to see, you know, Tyrod in there just because at least he gives that offense, he, he gives Brandon Cook a, a better chance. He had two rushing touchdowns, so he's serviceable. Um, for for the Titans, I mean, really, the big news is you know AJ Brown, you know, hurt his shoulder, so add him to yeah. to the list of carnage over there. Um, but but Tannehill minus four picks, which I know is a yeah. lot. I mean, he was all right. He had to throw the ball fifty two times, so that got him up over three hundred yards. He, he threw he a few of those interceptions were bad throws, man. Like he was forcing him in there. It it wasn't a good game. I mean, this this team clearly is not going to be the same without Henry, and they're going to be really hard to trust anybody outside of maybe a healthy AJ Brown. Because I mean, he still saw I think he still saw nine targets, so unfortunately only caught like four of them. So I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get targeted heavily. Um, so I mean, he's gonna get the numbers, but he needs to be healthy. Who knows well, what's I mean, going on? The the biggest lesson here, though, that that I want to point out is, you know. Situations a lot of times are what put players in positions to succeed and ultimately to do so. So, you know, when you take last year, right, when when you had, you know, healthy A.J. Brown, 
you know, MVP caliber, you know, Henry, all the, you know, Tannehill was one of the best, you know, fantasy quarterbacks, you know, around and very underrated. Once you start stripping that away, of course, all of a sudden, you know, he doesn't look so well. Same thing though <laughs> with, with Buffalo, you know, say, and you can go back to the Super Bowl with Kansas City too. You, you have a terrible offensive line and all of a sudden that Chiefs offense looks terrible. So yeah. just, just let it be a lesson that no matter how great all of these players are individually, it, it really is a, a team sport. And oh, when of course. You get, when you get injuries, even that may not seem like they, you know, directly are going to affect people, it makes a world of difference. So that, that's maybe more of a DFS lesson than anything because, you know, obviously in, in season long and stuff, you know, you're kind of stuck with what you got. But yeah. in DFS, whenever you can pick and choose and kind of do whatever you want to, you know, you really need to keep that kind of stuff in mind. Um, Absolutely. So speaking of of people being healthy, man, and and a, and a and a lot of positives here. Um, the the Vikings went ahead and beat the Packers thirty four thirty one, and this was kind of a game where I think if you owed anyone in this game, you're probably pretty happy with, with how it went. I mean, yeah. everyone did well, and I don't even know <laughs> if it's worth just rattling through everyone because they were all great. But it's a long list of guys. It's, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, Rodgers. You had exposure to this game. You did really well this week. Yeah, <laughs> Rodgers and Cousins each went over three hundred. Uh, Cousins with three touchdowns. Uh, Rodgers with four. Uh, yep. Adams caught two touchdowns. Jefferson caught two touchdowns, had over 150 yards. Um, good good day all around. Um, so the, sure. the only mini disappointment was A.J. Dillon. But, I mean, he still sort of salvaged a day because he caught six for 44. He just didn't get in the end zone. I mean, he still had basically 120 yards all for Right, us. I'm just saying. Like, um, I mean, a mini disappointment just compared to everybody else. He just didn't score. Yeah, he he might have been the guy. I mean, outside of like Thielen, who even Thielen had a good day, but outside of Thielen, maybe didn't have a a, a ceiling type game, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure there's a lot to take away from there, other than if you, you know, like you said, if you had a lot of uh, you know exposure there, you were happy. Um, I'll say this: I'm a little I'm I'm actually surprised at how well the Vikings did because the Packers' defense has been pretty legit this year. Um, and so like we were talking before the show about how Jefferson was pretty low owned in DFS. Um, I, I was off of him this week. Like in my season long league, I obviously started him, but in DFS, I would have never touched him this week because the Packers have been shutting people down. Uh, And so, but Jefferson went off and cousins did too. Like I kind of thought this was going to be, um, not, I wouldn't say lopsided, but I thought the Packers would win this one pretty easily. Well, now I'm kind of curious what his GPP ownership was because the the number I gave you was for cash lineups. Right. For for GPP purposes, though, it was an easy you know stack with Adams. It was just very expensive, and this was a week where expensive wasn't so prohibitive just because you had uh, a handful of, of cheap running backs. Yeah. Um. So real quick, Jefferson. Oh yeah, still really low, about three percent. Yeah, was, I mean, so I'm telling you, he wasn't he low. wasn't an obvious play. Yeah, I thought it was going to be closer to and that's eight to even 10%. with um oh the Alexander uh, out. Yeah, yeah, Alexander's still out. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh they've they've really come around this this year. So all right, buddy. Next up, uh, we had the Dolphins beating the Jets twenty four seventeen. I mean, uh, the biggest takeaway for me here, and, and this is kind of a little shame on me um, for not having more exposure to him uh, was Elijah Moore. Uh, you know, I mean, again, another, you know, top 10 performance from, you know, the wide receiver. 
you know, spot for He's him. Been nice. You know, I I almost wonder if Zach Wilson isn't his problem, you know, because that's kind of about when this happened. You know what I mean? Um, Uh, I don't think that that's the case, but, you know, that would be my my main concern is, A, can he keep it up? And B, what happens? Because, you know, Zach Wilson's coming back. I would imagine so. Yeah, I think uh, so. I looked it up and and thanks to uh, the good folks over here at Fantasy Data, uh, you can look up. Uh, live fantasy stats and I looked up the last five games no four is it four or five what did I write here in the notes five five so the last five games played Elijah Moore is a top five fantasy receiver number five on on a terrible offense right I mean with three different quarterbacks (laughs) you know three three different bad this guy I mean obviously is you know Everybody loves his talent coming in. It was just like, you know, landing spot. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, uh, yeah he's, he's I, a guy. Like, he's a, he, in my opinion, he's he's easily an, an automatic start in, in redraft leagues right now. Um, I don't I don't see it cooling down anytime soon. I mean, it seems – actually, it's – is it more – is it – it's more than three quarterbacks, right? Uh, it's four now. Josh Johnson, Mike White, Zach Wilson – and Joe oh, Franco. Oh, oh, if right? Josh Johnson got some passes and then so be it. But yeah, it was the game that Mike White got hurt. They had to put in they had to put oh. in Josh Johnson. Uh, apparently <laughs> yeah, Red Zone didn't care totally about that, crazy. So. <laughs> um that was yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. And Austin Eckler just scored again and I think that just bumped bumped me into the win for my Scott Fisher League. There we go. All right. All right. Man. Next up, Eagles are on a nice little roll here. Uh, yes, they, they took are. down the Saints forty to twenty nine. Uh, I mean, Hertz is doing great things fantasy wise. Uh, only one hundred and fifty yards through the air, but uh, sixty nine on the ground, and I, I do believe he had two two touchdowns as well. Um, Miles Sanders made a cameo this week. Uh, he went for ninety four yards, and then without uh, you know Kamara in the lineup. Ingram, you know, kind of fit the bill a little bit. I mean, he didn't, you know, do what maybe you you were hoping for. You know, he didn't have a ceiling game by any stretch, but um, he definitely was serviceable with 88 yards on the ground and caught six balls as well. So, you know, nice to see, you know, Sanders get, you know, involved there with the, the 16 carries. But, you know, with, with that with that Eagles offense, it, it really does, you know, start and end with um, Jalen Hurts. So, I don't know that you're going to expect to get that from Sanders going forward, but, um, you know, being his value has changed so much, you know, since the beginning of the year, I guess I'm kind of curious your, your thoughts on, on him after that game. On Miles who hurts Sanders. or Miles Sanders. Sorry. Miles Sanders. Sorry. Um, so yeah, this, so I was very interested in this game and I, and I paid a lot of attention to it. I was kind of following along to see, how involved Sanders was going to be because that was obviously the big talk, you know, early in the season was Sanders just wasn't getting used and like they weren't running the ball as much with him as they, as you were hoping they were using Gainwell a ton. Um, it was just a weird offense. And now ever since he got hurt, this turned into a complete run dominant team, something they probably should have done a long ass time ago and it's been working for them and so it was okay when Sanders comes back are they going to stay run dominant or are they going to go and revert back to the dumb offense they had before and just like forget to use Miles Sanders and clearly that wasn't the case today um I mean now 
there was a lot of, you know, Hertz had 18 rushes, Sanders had 16, I believe Howard had 10, and did anybody else get involved? I think there was somebody else that got involved too. Boston Scott got six. I mean, like 50 rushing attempts. It's totally insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was great to see Sanders get involved that early and be efficient. 5.9 yards per carry. Um, you know, you, you want to see him more involved in the passing game, but I mean, Jalen Hurts only threw the ball 24 times. I don't think that's something that's, that's what they want to do as well. They don't, they want to be like the Browns. They just want to run, um, and run with Jalen Hurts too. Cause it's, it's working. Um, so this is great. Uh, Sanders is going to be somebody who's going to probably fall back into the RB two territory for me most weeks going forward. So next up, man, we had uh, your football team beating the Panthers 27-21. I was really interested to see how this was going to work out from the the Panthers side of things, you know, with with Cam coming back. And and Cam wasn't too bad. I mean, 21-27. Normally, that's not something I pay attention to. But but with Cam, it was something I was really interested in. Uh, 189 yards, two touchdowns, um, you know, toted the rock 10 times for 46 yards as well. And then, you know, CMC, first game, I guess, probably, well, probably the, the healthiest he's been all year, maybe outside of week one. Um, only 10 carries, but, you know, very efficient to get the 59 yards. Of course, out of the backfield, you know, catching the ball is, is kind of where he makes his difference. So yep. seven catches there for 60 yards and a touchdown. DJ Moore, kind of the, the one guy that I was most concerned about with Cam taking over. Not amazing, but five catches for fifty and a touchdown. So, so that was good. And Way then, better than he had been doing. So, yeah, we'll yeah, take so, it. yeah. So that was interesting. And then you know your your football team there. You know Gibson had nineteen carries. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Nineteen carries for ninety five. That's nice. McLaurin, one of the most underrated receivers in football. Um, five catches for over a hundred yards and a touchdown Dude's there. A beast, man. Um, I see your note, and I, I, I disagree with your note a little bit here. I think that I think that you're pretty concerned about CMC's ceiling because you know Cam in the picture and Cam running the ball so much, but I don't think that it actually takes away from CMC because I see him getting a lot more of those dump offs, and you know, yes, he only got 10, 10 carries this week, but. Um, it's kind of the the whole package that you're getting with with CMC. You're not looking to not going to get 25 carries, right? So. I mean, it, it was more it was more the question, and you know, I think it is something to pay attention to. Uh, I'm not overly concerned. I mean, you would like to see Cam run a little less. <laughs> but, well, I mean, so if I you're do... a CMC owner, it's the goal line that concerns me. It's it's right. not it's, it's not it's not you know it's not outside of the 20s. You know, it's it's inside you know the 20 that that's where I start to get really worried about. Which oh, is where Walter Cam likes to go. So yeah, that's uh, that, like that is go. that is concerning. Uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so McCaffrey maybe his ceiling isn't quite as high as as it once was with Cam there because he's going to get maybe less goal line work um, and he probably will lose some carries. You know, probably like two or three, four max carries. But you know, you, you still like the seven receptions. That's good. And that pass, that, that little uh, seam line that he stream route that he. Seam route, damn, uh, that he ran like right down the middle in the fourth quarter and caught that touchdown pass. That was pretty. Um, so that was good, a nice good ball by too. Cam. Yeah, yeah exactly. good ball by Cam for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, obviously, you're not thrilled with DJ Moore's line five for fifty, but man, that is uh, much better than what we've had in, in previous weeks. So, uh, 
anybody who drafted DJ Moore is is glad to see that. The other thing I think is interesting is um just on the, on the Washington side is Antonio Gibson's usage. Uh, the last couple of weeks has been pretty large uh, for somebody dealing with a stress fracture in his shin. Um, I am shocked to see 24 and 19 carries on back-to-back weeks. Um, and he's been pretty good. I know two touchdowns last week salvaged a pretty mediocre running attack for him, but you know, still 24 carries. And then today with 95, very efficient. So um, maybe he's starting to feel a little better from it. I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, you'll take it, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just so hard to trust, though, because, like, at any given moment, you just imagine that's going to flare back up. Yeah, it could, man, it could. Um, so last of the, the early games here, we had um, 49ers taking care of the Jags, 30-10. to 10. Kind of a disappointing day um, for, for Jeff Wilson, you know, owners. He pretty much was going to have that backfield today. He got 19 carries. Yeah. Only 50 yards, so that's not what you were looking for at all. As a matter of fact, best running back on that team right now is apparently Debo Samuel. <laughs> they, you know, with all these injuries, um, they've kind of found a, a unique and clever way to get the ball into Debo's hands more often, and that's been running the ball, and he has been absolutely phenomenal. He's been awesome at it. Um, Dude, I mean, amazing. Yeah, I mean, basically 10 yards a carry, um, so 79 yards on eight carries, got, got a beautiful touchdown. And IU kind of stepped in and, and did the work through the air with, you know, seven for 85, and, and Kittle caught a touchdown pass as well. Uh, the Jags were, were pretty ugly, not, not really much to, to speak about there. But I, I guess the, the main thing to discuss, because obviously last week was not an aberration, um, you know, we're starting to see Debo utilized in that running game, you know, um, quite often. Yeah. And I guess my – I mean, real quick, my thoughts are – it's injuries to the backfield forcing him to do so. But with how effective he's been, I mean, what do you think about how this could look when, if things get healthy in that backfield? I mean, look, last week Elijah Mitchell was there the whole game, and they still ran the ball five times with Debo uh, for a 7.2 yard per clip average and a touchdown to boot. Yeah, that was uh, Jeff Wilson's first game back, though. So I, 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 yeah? I, I at the time, I attributed it to. They weren't ready to fully integrate him yet, and they were just kind of, you know, getting people a little work. But, but they were, they um, were. I mean, they were riding Mitchell in weeks before. I don't know. It, yeah. Look, for somebody who has Debo in a, in a couple leagues, uh, I'm happy to see it. I still want him more involved in the in the passing game than two targets. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that's. Um, I mean, that's where he's going to do more of his damage. Uh, but this is a nice little sprinkle, a nice little change of pace, something else that defenses are going to have to pay attention to on that offense. Yeah, exactly. And uh, just, I mean, it, it gives him, like, mismatches galore, man. Could you imagine him, like, running a route out of the backfield and getting covered by a linebacker? He would torch them. Yeah, that was one of <laughs> Justin Jefferson's touchdowns this week. And, and I don't know why teams don't do a little bit more of that because – I mean, obviously they identify who's in the backfield, but yeah, that's a that's a that's a matchup nightmare because yes. either either you stay in basically your base defense and they're going to do that against a a linebacker, which is an obvious mismatch, or they're going to really have to to maneuver things around and and get you know that that defensive back in an in an unfamiliar position, right? And you know they get, get in the clean... middle of the field where it's crowded. 
Yep, and they yeah. get a clean run off the line because they're not lined up. You know, we can't exactly. press them in that situation. So I, it's a little surprising we don't see a little bit more of that. But um, obviously the Niners are, are figuring something out. Adiba, I mean, Diva's a big guy too. He's a big physical receiver, so like he can, he can make that. You know, being a kind of a Swiss Army knife running back, you know, type of style work for him. He, he it's fun to watch, man. Um, all right, well, let's let's cover these last three games here. The late afternoon games start with the Bengals and the Raiders, and uh, offense all around, man. Uh, on the Bengals side, Burrow did you know not not great, but uh, you know this spread the ball around all over the place. Uh, Jamar Chase got his touchdown, but not the greatest of games for him, you know, yardage wise. Um, Mixon was the story of, of this game for the for the Bengals offense, and it's 30 rushes, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. And Joe Mixon just keeps getting it done, man. Just the the doubters, he's proven all the doubters wrong, and I'm one of them because I wanted nothing to do with him this year. He's been banged up in years past. He hasn't been you know been great even when on the field. So I just they, but he's proven everybody wrong. On the Raiders side, oh, it's 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 not pretty, man. Seems to be going in the wrong direction. Uh, Carr, 19 for 27, 215 yards, a touch, and a pick. He also lost a fumble, so it's not a good day for him. Josh Jacobs, nothing really working here in the run game, 9 for 37. Waller, 7 for 116 off eight targets. So, I mean, you're happy there if you have Waller. Um, you would love to get in the end zone any day now, man. Um, and then Renfro, 4 for 30. Not great either. I mean... After a pretty hot start where Carr was at, you know, he's been averaging over 300 yards a game early on this season. He might still be, but just barely because he's had a few, like, really monster games. But, um, I mean, is, is it finally just, like, the fire has been put out for this team and it's we're going to have to give up on this passing attack or something we could possibly rely on outside of maybe Darren Waller? Yeah, I, even Darren Waller is too hit or miss for me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- that offense obviously started off on fire. And it's probably no coincidence that, you know, all the turmoil that they've had out, off the field, I think, has really kind of made its way on the field. And, right. you know, you, you're you're definitely seeing that. Now, it doesn't help that, you know, you know, you, obviously, you know, the, there's the coaching staff stuff and, and whatever. But, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe Henry Ruggs was more important in this offense than we thought, even though his numbers weren't really saying so. Um, but I, I feel like you know he he really opened some things up on the field, and 100%. just with every, everything going on right there, just is gonna you know again if you if you have Derek Carter starting quarterback in in a season long, you may just be stuck. If you've got Darren Waller, you're obviously playing him. But when it comes to like DFS kind of stuff, I, I just. I just don't really have a lot of interest unless, um, you know, I, I still do love a little Hunter Renfro. He, he's usually pretty safe, um, yeah. but but he's not going to blow anything up for you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much off of the, the Raiders. And I, I really have been all year. I didn't buy too much into what they were doing early on, but it was getting hard to ignore there for a little while. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I, I'm right back off it. Yeah, he is averaging just over 300 yards a game. It's like 304.1 right now. So, um, well, that'll keep coming down. Yeah, seems like it. So, he still leads the league uh, in in passing yards. So, not for long. Yeah. Anyway, next game up, a game that I think a lot of people thought was going to be much more high scoring. Cowboys nine, Chiefs nineteen. Uh, Dak 
Not so great today. 28 for 43, 216, two picks. I think he lost a fumble as well. Zeke, nine carries, 32 yards, six catches for 36 yards. He got banged up kind of early, like uh, got tackled out of bounds and like kind of rolled rolled his like leg and knee. So that might have had a part in him not really performing as well. Uh, Pollard came in, played fairly well, seven carries, 50 yards, two catches for 20. Uh, Gallup was the only receiver of notable uh, interest here, five for 44. Albeit, you know, they were obviously without Cooper, and they lost Lamb to a concussion in the first half, and he never came back, obviously. So um, that offense was was down quite a few players, you know, very important players there. So much different offense. It's hard to really take a lot away from the struggles that they had today, in my opinion. Um, the Chiefs, though, <clears throat> 23 for 37, 260 for and a pick for Mahomes, so not great. CEH did score. <laughs> Uh, 12 for 63, uh, Hill, 9 for 77, Kelsey, 5 for 74, and one rushing touchdown. So, I mean, look, we, we've Jeff and I have been talking about this all year, and it's been all over everybody's – what everybody's talking about, right, is like this Chiefs offense just looks and feels different. And, yeah, the Cowboys defense is much improved from last season – but they're not this good. I mean, to hold the Chiefs to 19 points, I feel like that's not really all on the Cowboys, you know, stepping up today. There's still something wrong with this Chiefs offense, and I can't put my finger on it. And, like, just what do you do with these guys going forward? I mean, you know, Mahomes has still been okay fantasy-wise most weeks, although the last few not so hot. Um, I'll say the last, let's just go last five games for him. He's at, oh, where's he at here for last five games? I should probably just look for him because I can't find him on here. He's 19th quarterback with 75 points. So mm. not great. Although I don't know if this, this might, does this include the, do they have a bye week mixed in with the last five weeks? Or this is the last five games, so regardless, it's not five weeks. So this is just five games. That's so that's still not good. <laughs> so you're not, you know, he's been the number. We were talking about how bad Allen has been. Allen's been far better. Um, he's been at least QB five. Um, you know, Hill and Kelsey, very high price players in in, in DFS <laughs> and you know redraft. Like I think you're stuck starting them. Obviously, if you have them in redraft. But I mean, are you targeting these guys in like DFS? Well, so, so, so yes and no. Uh, I mean, I think that any slate that has the the Chiefs on it, the, these guys in particular are always in play. But one thing I want to point out, and I can't remember, man, I'm gonna sit there and and say something really smart, but I'm gonna sound really dumb doing it. Um, so, so long story short, what one thing that has has kind of proven to be true over like the last decade or so is we've had a small sample size, but um, enough that you can come to a reasonable conclusion on it. Where we, we've had roughly a, roughly a dozen games where we've had a you know a, an over under, and I don't know the exact number you know now off the top of my head, but an over under we'll say you know north of fifty five, where the spread has been you know you know three to five points, and it's something in the neighborhood of in this game included. Something in the neighborhood about seventy percent of those games hit the under, 
So when you've got these high over under games that, you know, don't have a big spread, they, they tend to do this. And this is what happened earlier in the season too, when we had, you know, a similar situation that the game was a dud. Um, So, so that's kind of my takeaway from this is that this is another example of one of those games where everyone is, you know, playing all the guys from these games because they're all great plays. And for the most part, it's a great matchup but it tends to not pan out. So yeah. it's something to keep you're in mind because for the next time we get one of these. You're not going to get a lot of the uh, the Ravens-Chiefs game from last season when it was like 100 points total scored. Like that was just crazy. Um, yeah. We do have a question here. Uh, and it says, I'm down 6.36 with Najee Harris and Austin Eckler left in half PPR. He has the Bucks defense left. Do I win? Yes. I'm gonna say going yes. To win. <laughs> um, although the Bucks could easily put up like 15. You know, they get a touch yeah. off of Jones. I could see it happening, but uh, you still might get, you still might be getting 20 from Najee and Eckler for. I'm gonna say this yourself. last quarter is gonna be is gonna be good for you. So yeah, I um, think so. So yeah, I, I think you are the favorite to win there. Um, yeah. Last game here of the slate, Cardinals and Steelers. Cardinals win 23, Seahawks 13. Um, Colt McCoy had to start again today. Did very, very well again. 35 for 44, 328 and two touchdowns. Uh, Connor, 21 for 62 and a touchdown. (laughs) Zach Ertz, 8 for 88 and two touchdowns. And then uh, Moore here had uh, Rondale Moore. 11 for 51, like crazy targets. Um, there's, there was some stat like a couple weeks ago where he had like an A dot of like a yard and a half yeah, or some it, crazy thing like that. It probably is very similar today. They just kept throwing screens to him. Yeah, I think I think his A dot was like four yards less than the next closest player, which, you know, is a lot when it's like the difference between like one and five. So, yeah, he all of his ball, all the balls I saw from him today were within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it's really crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally nuts, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look it up here. Yeah, so it his 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 a dot's got to be like one and a half or less, right? Well, so this is just air yards per reception is four point nine right now. So that's that's including today. Hmm. Um, so that's not that's not actually a dot, but I think no. it's close. Oh, his, uh, well, no, that's that's fantasy points per target. Anyway, yeah, it's still low. Anyway, um, on the Steelers side, Russ Wilson still looks like he's trying to figure things out with that hand, not looking like himself. Fourteen for twenty six, two hundred seven. Uh, Alex Collins ten for thirty six. Lockett four for one hundred fifteen. DK not great, four for thirty one. Uh, I mean. It, it's hard to really evaluate the Cardinals, right? They had no Hopkins. They had, <coughs> excuse me, they had no uh, Kyler. Um, they didn't have Chase either, Chase Edmonds. So, I mean, this offense is going to look really different come week 12. I think they had the buy. Um, yeah, they have after a buy. week 12. They had the buy next week. So then, you know, week 13, uh, they're going to look very different. It sounds yeah. like everybody's going to be back. I don't know about Chase Edmonds, but I think everybody else is supposed to be back. Um, on the Seahawks side, though, this is where I'm I'm more interested in talking about here. So we obviously know Carson is out, and I think 
we can all pretty much agree that this offense looks really different when Chris Carson is there. Like, not that he's like the engine that makes it go, but he is the integral part of like taking a little bit of attention off of this passing game and, you know, Russ Wilson and, uh, and obviously that combined with the fact that Russell, Russell Wilson came back early from this finger injury and he isn't making the throws that he's used that we're used to him making. Um, you know, what do you think about them moving forward? Like, you downgrading this offense? Absolutely, they'll bounce back. Um, no, I, I don't. I, I think that you are watching the last year of Russ in Seattle, and I think that this is going to be kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, Pre Carroll's probably going to be gone as well. I think you're going to see. An entirely different Seahawks come next year. But for the rest of this year, as great as Metcalf is, as great as Lockett is, like you said, without that real strong threat, you know, to, to run the ball, the, the, this team is, is you know, you're just seeing bad Russ, you know. Um, yeah. His hand has obviously got to play some role in this. But, uh, it, you know, until I see two or three games in a row where they look good, I'm just going to stay right away from it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I actually traded for DK in a redraft league like two weeks ago. Whoops. Um, <laughs> I needed a third receiver. I had like five running backs who were all pretty decent. I mean, it actually, actually, I think it's still going to work out because I traded Patterson and Julio, who then both got hurt. So, yeah. like, it's really working out now, even though I only got like four and a half <laughs> points from DK. Uh, but I think there'll be better days ahead for him. Hopefully, Russ will not be total garbage going forward and that you know the finger will heal more and more as they play and they'll just figure things out but yeah it's not it's not what i was hoping i think that ceiling is definitely lowered for them so yeah all right man um that's it i think we are looking at a of course when i look at the the tv they're showing a graphic and not the score uh here we go chargers 27 steelers 10 um so yeah i think Pretty much looking like the Chargers going to take this one. So, we'll see what happens here in the in the second half, uh, or in the in the fourth quarter here that we're coming up on. So, with that being said, man, uh, it was a good show. Good talking to you, and uh, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, man. Peace. <laughs>